Let us remain standing for our scripture reading today that comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 20, verses 1 through 18. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Then Peter and the other disciple set out and went towards the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent down to look in and saw that the linen wrappings lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and went into the tomb. He saw the linen wrappings lying there. And the cloth that had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen wrappings, but rolled up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple, who reached the tomb first, also went in, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not understand the scripture, that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned to their homes. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb, and as she wept, She bent over to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white, sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying, one at the head and one at the other at the feet. And they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there. But she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rehoboam, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not hold on to me, because I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. The, the tomb is empty. The stone has been moved, and Jesus is no longer lying there. In late March of last year, 2020, I remember sitting in my wife's uh, family's house, as we were up there for a visit, and and I remember all of a sudden, phones going off, uh, different alerts, saying that the the rest of the school year for 2020 had been postponed, or had gone virtual, that they would no longer have been meeting in person because of the pandemic. I remember my initial thoughts in that moment were, wow, how could this be? Is this really happening? It's something that I never expected to see in my life. 
I remember just sitting there and saying, wow, wow. And today, kind of those same emotions that I went through in that moment of hearing that the school year had been turned into virtual for the rest of 2020 in the spring are similar emotions that, that Mary experienced. As she looked and saw that the, the tomb was open, expecting to see Jesus lying there, to see nothing. There's worriness, surprise, anxiousness going on. Where is Jesus? Who has taken his body? And she goes and she runs to the disciples and says, I I don't know where he is. Come, see for yourself. And so they run because they hear this surprising news, this, this shocking news, and they have to see it. Because they too are wondering, where is Jesus? Why is his body not lying in the tomb? And they go and they saw that. And they saw the cloth right there, folded up. What's going on? Where is Jesus? We left him lying in this tomb. Where has he gone? Who has taken his body? The disciples leave. And then Mary. Mary weeping with sadness. Because her Lord, Jesus, is missing. In that moment where I was sitting a little over a year ago, I remember feeling sadness. I remember feeling sadness for my wife for her students, the the lack of closure that was going to happen with this school year, how it just kind of abruptly stopped. And everybody was scrambling around trying to figure out what to do. I remember when we here made the decision that we were not going to join and be together on Easter. The sadness that arose from, from not being able to come together and to celebrate the risen God. That same sadness that Mary felt as she is wondering, where is Jesus? And then, all of a sudden, as she's still asking people, where is Jesus? Where is my Lord? Tell me where his body is and I'll go and get it. Jesus appears to her. Those tears of sadness turn into tears of joy. Relief, excitement, because Jesus is alive and well. 
And we see Jesus telling Mary, go, go and tell the disciples. Tell the disciples that I am going to go to my Father. To my God, to your God, I'm going to ascend to him. Go and tell them I am alive. And we see Mary. We see Mary sprinting to go and to share with the disciples that Christ is risen. That Christ is risen indeed. And Christ's resurrection, while it happened 2,000 years ago, that resurrection is still happening in our lives today. Because we know that Christ is alive and well. We experience his love and his goodness and his presence. We are gathered here to claim that Christ is risen. That Christ is alive and well. We know of that resurrection. We have felt that resurrection somewhere in our life. We have experienced times of grief, times of sorrow, disappointment, times of worriedness, anxiety. This past year, we have dealt with all of that, we, and we have dealt with isolation, unknown, but yet we still have hope. We have hope because we know Christ is risen and Christ is alive. We have experienced that love, that presence, that compassion. We have seen God's mercy and God's justice in the world. We know of that resurrection, and we know that Christ is alive and well. And as we sit here celebrating that resurrection, as we sit there acknowledging that Christ is alive, that Christ is risen, we must also be willing to go out into the world and to be people of resurrection. We have to be people who exemplify God's love. Be people who run just like Mary did when she found out that Christ was alive. That go and share to the world that Christ is still resurrecting today. That Christ is still alive more each and every day. That resurrection still happens. The resurrection story didn't end when Jesus came out of that tomb. That resurrection story is still being written today. Because Christ is alive and well. And this church, this church has shown a lot of great examples of what it 
looks like to be people of resurrection. People who want to go and to share who God is with all of those that they encounter. Like we mentioned earlier, yesterday was the 10-year anniversary of this facility. Being able to come and to worship here. Um, And so I have a uh, video I want to share with all of you uh, for a couple of minutes. So if you'll take a look. Remember the God. The God who called a congregation to move their church board by board from Siluria. The God who shepherded a congregation without a building after a fire. The God who took away our building campaign and replaced it with a vision. You ought to be asking King David was asking, is anybody left that we can present the gospel to? And I'll tell you right now, it's the poor. God's goal for us is to expand and share his word. But you read the story between David and Mephibosheth. He said, go get him. He went to the expense of getting him. Sat him at the table and treated him like he was one of his own. Um, I'm so excited about the future growth of this church because it's just an honor and a privilege to be a part of something um, that I feel that God's really blessed. And I'm so excited to be able to think about 10, 15 years from now, being able to look back and see where we started. The Lord says, stop what you're doing, pick up and come with me. He doesn't say, after you get your ducks in a row or after you have X amount of dollars, He says, stop and come with me. have so many opportunities not just to sit in church but to start new ministries to to be available for the community to do what the community needs so that they see God and Christ in us we can do this in the past years few years I've seen the church grow in numbers in the past year and a half I have seen more growth spiritually
It'd be easier to be in a church that didn't want to change, that didn't want to do anything new. But frankly, folks, it is too late now. Jesus has claimed this place for the kingdom. And the only way we can go forward, the only way we can live out this great dream of a church is to trust Him step by step, day by day, and to walk out into that wilderness. each other's word and God's word, that we will all do our best to be faithful, that we will all do what we can to make this dream a reality. You know, I have the wonderful uh, memory, as many of you sitting here do, of walking from that sanctuary into the parking lot into here. See, at that moment, this church, this church, they were being people of resurrection. They were showing that God's story is not over. This church continues to show that. There are many people sitting here that believe that. That's why we're here celebrating today. Celebrating that resurrection is alive. That Christ is here. And in a world, in a world that is divisive, in a world that is struggling through pandemic, in a world that seems to be consumed with darkness, I think it's time that we go and we be people of resurrection. That we show that the light will overcome the darkness. We show that life, life will overtake death. Because we know that Christ is alive and well. Because Christ is risen. Christ is continually rising today. So as we celebrate everything that this church has done, as we celebrate the way in which Jesus was resurrected all those years ago, let us go. Let us go and continue that story of resurrection and let the world know that Christ is alive.